verse 9, we see this writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and had recovered from his sickness. He talked about him being in the prime of his life, <clears throat> how he'd no longer see the people or his Lord because he was going to the grave. And what we're reading, what we read, and, and, and what we see in these verses are Hezekiah's heart. It says like a lion, his heart is, his bones are breaking and he's heartbroken. He, he's struggling to figure this out. In verse 16, it says, O Lord, by these things men live and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. This time was a time for learning for Hezekiah. This was good teaching for Hezekiah. He was reminded of three things, and we talked about this. The first one was that, maybe, Hezekiah learned that we do not have control over the days of our lives on this earth. We're not in control of that. We don't know when it will be over, so what is the thought? We have to be prepared. We have to be ready. The second thing is Hezekiah learned to appreciate God's forgiveness. Verse 17, he says, Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, but you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. Powerful scripture. And what a beautiful hope. The imagery is that God can toss our sins behind his back and he can remember them no more. Your sin yesterday is behind God. Your sin last week is behind God. Your sin last year is behind God. We serve a gracious God that's ready to forgive was the application that we thought about. The third thing we discussed was that Hezekiah learns that he should praise God as much as possible. To praise God today in all his days. Verses 18 and 20, it says, For Sheol cannot thank you, death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your truth. The living, the living man, he shall praise you as I do this day. The father shall make known your truth to the children. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs with stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. What a powerful area of scripture. Are we really taking advantage of the time that we have here on this earth to praise the Lord and give him the thanks that he deserves? To be an example for our families and the children that are around us. You know, what an exciting evening. Them kids are finally getting used to that microphone and they want to tell these verses. What a blessing that is. What an encouragement that is. You know, kids are involved in a lot of other stuff, aren't they? TikTok, is that what it is now? Right? 
You want to know what these kids are involved in? They may look at TikTok later. I don't know. But you want to know what they were involved in right here at this moment? They were on the same verses that we talk about every week. And they were excited to tell them. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Piper wants to say something. I'm going to get her and she's going to be able to say something next week because she wants to be involved. What a blessing that is. It's contagious. It's contagious to me. And I hope it is for you. But this week I want to talk about the error of Hezekiah. Isaiah chapter 39, if you'll look with me. At that time... Merodach Baladon, the son of Baladon, the king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah for he heard that he had been sick and had recovered. And Hezekiah was pleased with him and showed them the house of his treasures, the silver and gold, the spices and precious ointment and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say? And from where did they come to you? So Hezekiah said, They came to me from a far country, from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. Think about that. What we see is this. For sure, situation happening. Babylon will come in and Babylon will take all the things in the house of Israel and they will he'll take them away. In verse 7 it says, And they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget. And they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. (laughs) For he said, at least there will be peace and truth in my days. Here was a man whose prayer was answered. Here was a man who was blessed by the Lord. And what happened to him? A good king is what the Chronicles and Kings would say about Hezekiah and he did many good things and we're going to look in just a few moments at 2 Chronicles and see a little bit more into Hezekiah's life but there's an old proverb that says power corrupts and total power corrupts totally and that came out of the experience of mankind throughout the ages and what a powerful thought yeah Power corrupts us, doesn't it? Get a little bit of power. I remember when they said, man, you're going to be the supervisor. And I thought, man, I got it made, man. Everybody's going to listen to what I say. 
They said, you know what? We're even going to give you an office, man. What? I'm going to get an office where I'm going to get to sit down and not do work? <laughs> Hire me, man. I'll accept that job, right? Totally forgot about all the labor that was going on outside in the factory. Totally forgot about all of the things that I had hated for years about the job. Why? Because I got a little bit of power, man. Power is a dangerous thing, isn't it? God blesses us on a daily basis. How many prayers have you prayed to the Lord Almighty and He's answered your prayer and then you turn around and smack Him right in the face? Turn around and smack Him right in the face. After reading about the great faith and hope of Hezekiah, we now read about this great error. The king of Babylon sends these ambassadors to Hezekiah with letters and gifts because Hezekiah had recovered from this illness. They really cared about him, don't you think? He shows them his power and he shows them his wealth and he shows the nation's prosperity. He shows them everything that he's got. Hezekiah had fallen to a dangerous, dangerous lifestyle, pride. See, he falls to flattery. He falls to receiving attention because he feels honored, because he may actually be considered an ally. See, they actually want me to be an ally, right? Maybe they want to talk about some things. It says that they sent letters and a present to Hezekiah. What did the letters say? We don't know. But these letters may have been about, hey, why don't you join forces with us and we'll take care of Assyria. Pride comes before the fall. Amen. It's hard to believe that he goes from his deathbed to a look at me attitude. It was, he was pleased when this happened. His sense of self-importance is causing him to forget about God's importance. What an opportunity for Hezekiah to lift the name of God up. But he willingly takes the attention to him and he takes it away from God. If you would, turn in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 32. 2 Chronicles chapter 32, 24 through 31. And it kind of jumps in and out of the history and the time. This comes right off of uh, Sennacherib's defeat. Uh, verse 22 in, in 2 Chronicles 32, it says, Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. You like that, Eric, don't you, my brother? I got that thing, boy. Sennacherib, I'll never forget that name. I may not even be saying it right, but I think that's right. You've seen the confidence I said it with, right? Let me say it one more time for y'all. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, baby, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all the others. And guided them on every side. Verse 23. And many brought gifts to the Lord 
at Jerusalem and presents to Hezekiah, the king of Judah, so that he was exalted in sight of all nations thereafter. Verse 24, the Bible says, In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. You remember the sign? The sundial was going to go back. And it was going to prove that this miracle was going to happen to him and he was going to live these extra years. But Hezekiah did not repay according to the favor shown him. Look at what happens to him. It says that his heart was lifted up. Therefore, wrath was looming over him and over Judah and Jerusalem. I want to skip verse 26 and come back to it. But verse 27 says, Hezekiah had very great riches and honor. He had made himself treasures for silver, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of desirable items. Storehouses for the harvest of grain, wine, and oil, and stalls for all kinds of livestock, and folds for flocks. Moreover, he provided cities for himself and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him very much property. This man was blessed. This same Hezekiah also stopped the water outlet of Upper Gion and brought the water by tunnel to the west side of the city of David. Hezekiah prospered in all his works. And then verse 31 says this, However... Regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, whom they sent to him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land, God withdrew from him in order to do something, to test him. That he might know all that was in Hezekiah's heart. God had extended great grace to him And Hezekiah used it for selfish reasons. The question then becomes an application for our lives. What will we do with the blessings that we receive from the Lord? Will we turn our back on Him when we gain the prayer that we've asked for and go back to selfish living? Will we turn to pride Will we turn back to the way that we were living before like nothing had ever happened, forgetting God and taking his blessings for granted until the next issue comes up where then I can get mad at God again? Why you do this to me, Lord? All the time. After grace, we must not fall back into arrogance Or self-absorption, yeah? What will we do with our new life? What will we do with the blessings? Do we live short-sightedly? We cannot forget the grace and mercy of God. Why does He want to bless us? Why does He want to continue to bless us? So we remember those blessings. So then in the tough times, what do we remember? God wants to bless us. I know that we have tough situations. There are probably some very tough situations in this congregation right here. 
right now that people are dealing with. But here is what I want you to hear. Our God loves us. And our God wants to bless us. And if we take those blessings and we use those blessings for his glory and for his honor, if we seek his kingdom first, Jesus said this, all these things will be added unto you. Will we renew our commitment to the Lord? Maybe we're not where we need to be. Think about what happens with Hezekiah. Here he was and this situation happened. And you remember back, keep your fingers right there in 2 Chronicles. Let me get your fingers working and go back to Isaiah. Go back to Isaiah. Chapter 39. And look at what happens in verse 8. Isaiah tells him what happens. Isaiah uh, tells him what's going to happen for the things that he has done for allowing these people to come in. They know exactly what he's got now. The Babylonians know exactly what uh, Jerusalem has and all of the treasures that are hidden in it. Don't you think they want it? Absolutely they do. But Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. Hezekiah realized one thing that was right. That the word of the Lord is good. In 2 Chronicles, back in uh, verse, chapter 32, verse 26, after he had lifted up his heart... And he did not repay the Lord with favor that was shown him. He, he, he didn't repay this favor that was shown to him in the way that he was supposed to. And therefore this looming wrath was hovering over Judah and Jerusalem. But look at what verse 26 says. That Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah makes it right. You know, that reminds me of 2 Corinthians chapter 7. If you would turn there, and I want to close in, in this area. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Paul talking about the Corinthians and how they repented. This thought of the blessing of repentance. And I want us to think about that tonight as we leave. Hezekiah died and he was buried with other kings. And he's something that we talk about. He's something that we consider. But making application for our lives, are there things that we have done that we're ashamed of? Are there some things that we need to turn from and turn towards God in our lives? But listen to this. Verse 8 says, For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, Paul didn't regret sending them the truth, but his heart loved them so much he regretted it because he had a heart for them. But he says, For I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, 
though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. This letter of rebuke, this letter of exhortation that he had given these Corinthians was to change their ways, to do the right thing. Hey, you're not doing it like you're supposed to, but this is the way that God wants you to do it. And if you do it this way, you'll be blessed. He says, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sorry that I had to send you this letter, but I'm not sorry that I sent it to you because I want you to do right. Isn't that the way that we do our kids? I hate that I'm having to do this to you, but the reason why I'm doing it is because why? I love you, right? He says, now I rejoice that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance, verse 9, for you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. In verse 10 it says, for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Verse 11 he says, for observe this very thing, that you sorrowed in a godly manner, You know what happens when we repent in a godly manner? When we really admit that we haven't done the right thing? Look at what it says. What diligence it produced in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What vehement desire. What zeal. What vindication. In all things you proved yourselves to be clear in this matter. What an awesome thing it is. When I can see clearly, when I take pride out of the way, when I don't forget what God has done for me, you know what it does? It causes me to have a clearing of the head. And now I focus on the right thing. When we think about our lives, when we realize that we don't have any control over tomorrow, we don't have any control over next year, Will we dedicate our lives to live, as Jesus said, thinking about the now? What we say, what we do can make such an impact on somebody. It's ridiculous. Amen? Will we dedicate our lives to let the Lord rule over us in all things? Will we renew our commitment By appreciating his willingness to forgive our sins. Are we thankful enough to show others our appreciation for putting those sins behind our back? Will we renew ourselves to the praise of the Lord every day? Tell the people just how good God is and just how he's working in our lives. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling. Brethren, I love you guys so much. I, I appreciate you bringing your kids, and I appreciate you kids just saying those verses, man. What a blessing to me. What a fire it puts in my bones. Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. See how eager they are? See how willing they are? Man, that should drive us, brethren. That should motivate us.
That's what it's all about. You got a bunch of kids on fire for the Lord, changes the game, don't it? Tell me what to do and I'm in, Lord. Tell me what to do and I'm in. I'm all yours. If you need prayers, we'll pray with you. But maybe you're here today and you're not a child of God. Please don't wait. Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. You can be added to the greatest kingdom ever, the kingdom of Christ. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you need to be immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins, please come right now. Together we stand and sing.